Hello out there and welcome to today's latest edition of Talk Back, hosted by yours truly, Gloria Shea. Good afternoon and welcome to Talk Back. We're going to talk about the new miniseries grant that's going to be coming on tonight on the History Channel. Be sure and check it out. Three-night miniseries starting tonight through May 27th, produced by Leonardo DiCaprio on the History Channel. Their author is Ron Chanel. Uh, he's the author of Grant. By the way, it was originally released in 017. It was a huge hit then. Uh, it is currently now with its re-release uh, on the New York Times number one bestsellers list. Ron Chanel. He also wrote about the first president of the United States, George Washington, and also he wrote about George Hamilton, president of the United States, former president. And uh, Hamilton was also a number one uh, bestseller on the New York Times list. Inspiration for, of course, the hit musical uh, Hamilton on Broadway. Yeah, so check that out. So we're going to talk about Ulysses S. Grant, and we're going to talk about, of course, the contributions that Africans have made uh, in the Civil Civil War. We want to talk about that. Welcome to Talk Back. Glad to have you. Our sponsor is none other than Safe Step Walk-In Top. If you have a friend or a loved one who's just having a bit of trouble getting in and out of the existing top, maybe they've had surgery, maybe they've got a bad uh, you know, fight with arthritis and they're really having a lot of trouble. Give Safe Step Walk In Tub, North America's number one walk in tub. Give them a call 1 800 221 4724. 1 800 221 4724. They do have financing available. Give them a call 1 800 221 4724. Certainly, you can go to their website at go to safestep.com. So, anyhow, yeah, guys, I want you to check out, uh, I'm going to check it out. The Three Night Miniseries Grant. It talks about uh, Commander General Ulysses S. Grant, who commanded the Union Army and the Civil War. By the way, he was the he came out victorious in the Civil War as the winner, and he did a lot of instituted a lot of great programs. He really, and to my knowledge, was a proponent of helping African Americans obtain more freedom and more social rights. So I did learn quite a bit here. Um, most of us think that. It all began and ended with Lincoln and the Emancipation Proclamation. Well, it did not. Uh, Lincoln uh, actually had his reasonings for things for actually signing off on the Emancipation Proclamation. But if he had lived, I'm sure there would have been a lot more struggles that he would have had to deal with, which, by the way, Lincoln was the 16th president of the United States. Here comes Grant as the 18th and the 19th president of the United States. And many say he had his demons that he had to deal with. Speaking of Ulysses S. Grant, the word is that he enjoyed a drink or two or three or four uh, and in his, uh, his time. But he struggled emotionally and he had a lot of disappointments around him and his army, his regiments, and uh, being commander of the of the Union soldiers, he dealt with a lot of personal issues and professional issues, a lot of losses, a lot of disappointments, and he had a lot of internal demons that he had to fight. So the Civil War lasted for four years, and with the South surrendering, Robert E. Lee did surrender on behalf of the Confederacy. 
uh, after four years of a long, hard fought battle. And uh, the war ended the spring of 1865 with Robert E. Lee surrendering. I didn't know, and I know there are some of you, some of my listeners who may dispute this, but supposedly the Civil War began primarily as a result of controversy over the enslavement of black people. Hey, I read it. Don't know how true it is. I'd have to do more digging and more history checking on that. But that's something that I ran across, which totally, uh, I was, you know, a bit, I'm still a bit in question, I guess, about it. Because I never heard that before. But um, keep in mind that African Americans played a tremendous part in the Civil War. They were an intricate part. They were volunteers. The Union didn't want them, but they wanted to fight on behalf of the North. They were a large contingent. There was a large contingent of African-Americans that served in the American Civil War. 186,000 black men joined the Union Army. Over 7,000 of them were officers. There were over 178,000 enlisted soldiers. Approximately 20,000 black sailors served in the Union Navy, and they formed a large percentage of many ship crews. A lot of them were cooks and, 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 and waiters and things like that, even in the, in the Union during this time of the Civil War. They were everything else with soldiers. They wanted to fight, they enlisted. But because of internal racism, they were not allowed to fight at first. They had to really sit on their thumbs and wait. And while the war was going on and there was uh, mass injuries that were occurring in the Union for for, for the white counterparts, the African Americans were made to sit on their hands and not allowed to help until something happened. Then they decide, I don't know if a light bulb or switch went off. Then they were decide to fight. Do you remember the film Glory that starred Denzel Washington came out in 1989? Well, this was a film that was about the Union's Army's 2nd African-American Regiment in the Civil War. It was the 54th Massachusetts Regiment that the film was based on. And it talked about the fact and how they had to deal with the internal racism there and they weren't allowed to have guns at first, weren't allowed to have shoes to walk in, this this terrain that they had to walk through, um, and how they were just denied basic rights there, even though they were volunteers that come in to help win the war. Uh, their decency, their human decency, here again was taken away uh, by the Union, but there were they were an intricate part of the success. As a matter of fact, I'd go on to say that because when they finally did allow the African Americans to fight, here's how the winning came about. Here's part of the reason why Robert E. Lee surrendered to Grant on April 9th of 1865, because the African Americans and their contribution to the Civil War and their fighting on behalf of the Union. So there was a Union, Blacks from the North, 
who experience a lot of racism, eternal, internal racism. Um, they were volunteers, they wanted to fight, and yet they were still dehumanized uh, in the war. Then you had the black Confederates who fought on behalf of the South and um, under Robert E. Lee. And here again, a lot of them, interestingly enough, were not so much volunteers of the war. A lot of them were signed up for the Civil War on behalf of the Confederacy from the white slave owners, or the slave owner was either had gotten too old to fight or was sickly or some sort, and they would enlist their slaves to fight on behalf of the Confederacy. So it was um, interesting uh, time um, but a lot of the blacks from the Confederacy side, this was their way of tasting some sort of independence, some sort of freedom, because they were away from their slave owners, and even though they were um, discriminated against in the army, they had tasted, this was a way of them tasting some sort of freedom uh, by being away from their slave owners uh, and fighting on behalf of the Confederacy. It was a tough war. It lasted four years. There were a lot of lives lost. A lot of African-Americans lost, lost their lives. A lot of the white counterparts uh, lost their lives in this war. Grant was considered the scourge of the South. He really was. Um, the interesting thing that the Civil War, now keep in mind, the South did not want to surrender. They did not want to give up their slaves. It was their livelihood. It was their way of, 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 it was their livelihood. It was their money. It was their labor. It was their land. And they needed someone to work the land. So when the South surrendered under Robert E. Lee to Ulysses S. Grant, this was a terrible time for the South. Uh, they had no idea of what was going to happen next as far as the African-American soldiers and their families now being able to uprise. And this was really kind of the start of the KKK. This is when they really start to form uh, and congregate and establish some sort of power to keep things as much close to where they were before the Civil War. Um, but Ulysses S. Grant was not considered a hero. Uh, by the South, by no means. He wasn't much of a hero by the North. Um, it was well-known fact that he was a man who was known to take a drink or two or three or four. Uh, he had a lot of internal demons he had to fight personally and professionally. He had a lot of betrayal around him within his own regiments. And he was just, and he was a scourge of the South. They didn't like Grant, they didn't like him. He fought after the war, the Civil War, for the soldiers, including the African-American soldiers, to retain their sidearms. He fought for, for them to retain their horses because this was their way of monetary freedom, so to speak, where they could work land and kind of make money on their own. He instituted the 15th Amendment. At that time, South Carolina, the state of South Carolina, state of Mississippi had mostly blacks, and yet they were slaves. But 
Grant, even though he won the war, the Civil War, he was never really considered a hero. And he was someone who, who fought for the rights of African Americans. So the black Confederate soldier had a lot of a lot of things that they had to deal with as well as the Union black soldiers. It was really no different. They they were both cons- was treated as second class citizens, even though the they were losing their lives to help uh, bring about a winner in this in this war. Black Southerners aided the Confederacy. Uh, like I said, most of them were forced to to accompany their masters or were forced to toll behind the lines. Black men were not legally allowed to serve as combat soldiers in the Confederate as well, as well as uh, the Union. They were cooks, teamsters, manual laborers, things like that. There were no black Confederate combat units in service during the war. There was no documentation whatsoever that exists for any black man being paid or pensioned as a Confederate soldier. That was deliberately hidden, deliberately hidden. And um, (laughs) interesting enough, you can go to the history books and you can see the contribution that the African-Americans made, both the North and the South. But um, interesting enough, a lot of it was hidden early on after the Civil Civil War. It it would they did not want the word out that blacks even were allowed to fight on behalf of the Confederacy. They don't want you to know that black men actually fired guns for the Confederacy. That was a lot of that was hidden and and hidden away for many many years, and and directly omitted out of the history books, unfortunately. There's no record of Union soldiers encountering any all-black line in a battle or anything close to it because a lot of the history was omitted and it was purposely done. Purposely done. Around July 17th of 1862, uh, because you remember now, uh, April of 1865 was this surrendering. So early on in July of 1862, Congress passed a militia act freeing slaves who had masters in the Confederate Army. Two days later, slavery was abolished in the territories of the United States. And on July 22nd, President Lincoln presented the uh, preliminary draft of the Emancipation Proclamation. Um, And that's when you start to see black recruitment and they really started to volunteer to go and join the union to fight. At first recruitment was slow until black leaders such as Frederick Douglass encouraged black men to become soldiers to ensure full citizenship. Two of Douglas's own sons contributed to the war effort. So the volunteers then began to respond. And in May of 1863, the government established, as I said early on, the Bureau of Colored Troops to manage uh, to actually participate in the Civil Civil War. So um, interesting enough, by the end of the war, though, 10 percent of the Union Army was black. And that totaled about one hundred and seventy nine thousand black men. Uh, even in the Union's army, a lot were carpenters, chaplains, cooks, guards, laborers, nurses, spies. 
steamboat pilots, surgeons, and teamsters who contributed to the war. You won't hear a lot in our history about the actual fighters on the front line in the Civil War on both the, the Union and the Confederacy. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. Because that there was so much prejudice against them, black units were not used in combat, as I stated early on, uh, as extensively as they might have been. Nevertheless, the soldiers served with a distinction in a number of battles. Black inf infantrymen fought gallantly at Milliken's Bend, Louisiana, Port Hudson, Louisiana, Petersburg, Virginia, and Nashville. July of 1863, the assault on Fort Wagner, South Carolina, really made history for them, in which the 54th Regiment of the Massachusetts Volunteers, they lost two-thirds of their officers and half of their troops was, uh, was, was destroyed. That's what the film Glory depicted so eloquently, uh, the 54th Regiment, the Massachusetts Volunteers, who volunteered for the Civil War. You're listening to Talk Back, hosted by Gloria Shea. Thank you for listening to Talk Back. Please go to our blog, give us a review. It's called Talk Back, a thought-provoking talk format. Please go and give us a review. Tell us what you think of Talk Back. We certainly like to hear from you. And stay to Talk Back. We're heard on Google, Apple, Podbean, uh, iTunes, Spotify, wherever podcasts are heard, you can hear Talk Back. Okay. Thank you so much. Please stay tuned to Talk Back. Today we're talking about the Civil War, talking about the miniseries. It's coming out a little later, starting tonight on the History Channel. Be sure and check it out. Ulysses S. Grant. It's simply entitled Grant. Talks about his life his contributions to the Civil War. He did win the war. Robert E. Lee did surrender. Uh, and um, he be went on to become the 18th president of the United States. He also brought indictments against the Ku Klux Klan later on. He instituted the 15th Amendment, which was created to give more African-Americans more social rights. He did things like that. And... Um, he was torn a lot, Grant was, um, personally and professionally, and he had a lot of betrayal that he had to deal with in his life, for sure. So we've been talking, we've talked about the Union soldiers, the African-American Union soldiers. We talked about the Confederate soldiers, and we talked about how they both experienced the same level of prejudice in the, um, in the fight of the Civil War. Not, it, it really didn't matter they still experience the same sort of presence, which is unfortunate. And um, if we look at the African-Americans as soldiers, can you imagine what they really had to go through in all of the resentment? I mean, on the north side, they here they volunteered to fight and they weren't wanted. On the south, they didn't volunteer. They were pressured into it. They were pushed by their slave owners. And a lot of them thought it, although they were you know, and doctored in by their slave owners, it was a bit of freedom for them because they were able to get away from the slave owners. So, but can you imagine the things that they had to, they had to endure as soldiers uh, in the, um, on either side? It was amazing and I'm sure just a bad, bad, bad situation for them. Uh, at their time. They conducted themselves so gallantly. They, whenever they were given the opportunity to fight, they would fight. 
and use their weapons. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say because of the contribution of the African-American soldiers, that's how the North beat the South. When they really start to turn and and allow the African-Americans to fight uh, along their white counterparts, I do believe that that's when you start to see um, the war turn. They were brave men. They were well drilled. They 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 were actually in, they rarely saw combat until the end. But they were tra- they were trained and they were good trainees. They were they were brave. They were good. They showed that they had the the stuff to fight. And finally, when they got their chance, they proved that they are worthy foe uh, on either either side. African Americans and the discrimination that they faced on both sides uh, was nothing short of just. Uh, alarming just alarming they helped a lot of in the especially in the union forces um, they served in the army they served in the navy um, the American Revolution of War uh, of course the Civil War uh, it's been said that even President Lincoln at the time while he was president feared that accepting black men, uh, into the into the army would be a bad thing, but they served and they served gallantly. They ber- they served on both the Union and the Confederate side, and uh, they served gallantly. They lost their lives, so we we have to celebrate them as well. And uh, when they were allowed to enlist, which was the, after the passage of the uh, Milita Act, which freed slaves, um, it was tough. It was tough because they thought that might, they might get a chance to be looked at just human beings. The first black regiments were out of Massachusetts, Tennessee, and South Carolina. And they didn't get equal pay uh, as their white counterparts. Black Union soldiers did not receive equal pay or equal treatment. They were paid about $10 a month with $3 deducted from that pay for clothing. White soldiers received $13 a month with no clothing deduction until June of 1864 when Congress granted retroactive equal pay. Even in the North, the racial discrimination was widespread and blacks were often not treated as equals by white soldiers. In addition, segregated units were formed with black enlisted men commanded by white officers and black non-commissioned officers. Some of the white officers had low opinions of their colored troops and failed to adequately train them. Black units and soldiers that were captured by the Confederate faced even harsher treatment than white prisoners of war. So their, their treatment uh, alongside their counterparts was pretty terrible. They were even treated uh, worse than white prisoners of war. In 1863, the Confederate Congress threatened to punish captured Union officers of black troops and enslaved black Union soldiers. Response to this, Lincoln issued a general order threatening 
uh, reprisal against the Confederate prisoners of wars. At the Battle of Fort Pillow, Tennessee on April 12, 1864, um, about 600 men, about half of whom were black, suffered nearly 575 casualties when they were attacked by Confederate cavalry under Nathan Bedford Forrest. It was considered a massacre at that time, and reports say that the Union troops and their commanders refused to surrender. Exactly what happened at Fort Pillow remains controversial to this day. Uh, and um, so the KKK kind of created itself during the mist. It's when its, its ugly head started to rear itself uh, during the last part of the Civil War and certainly at the end of the war because they, they felt that this was their only way to continue to... Um, enforce uh, supremacy over African-Americans. And um, they did, they, I mean, they worked at everything, nurses and cooks, blacksmith. Uh, um, the South refused to arm blacks, but used them to build fortifications and perform camp duties. Many Northern officers refused to believe black troops would fight. They thought they were scared to fight. And so they were often assigned to non-combat duties for placing the rear guarding railroads and bridges. They did serve as spies and scouts to the Union Army, providing valuable information about Confederate force plans, things like that, and about the terrain that they would have to endure to fight, of course, the bad terrain. But here again, it's interesting that... um, on both sides of the of the coin, the North and the South, African Americans were just not treated fairly. But the contributions were there, and as I said, uh, because they finally did allow African Americans to fight for the Union, I believe it was a great reason why they won the war, the Civil War. You've been listening to Talk Back, hosted by yours truly, Gloria Shea. Our sponsor is Safe Step Walk-In Top. They have the industry's leading low step in. And they will come out. They'll give you a free estimate. They also have financing available. It's North America's number one walk-in tub. Give them a call, 1-800-221-4724. That's 1-800-221-4724. Give them a call. They'll be happy to come out, and they'll take good care of you. And you can certainly go to their website at gotosafestep.com. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this evening's show as much as I've enjoyed bringing it to you. A bit of history. I love history and um, some controversy in this history fact. A lot of controversy. A lot of it didn't appear in the history books. um, And you really got to search out a lot of information during this time period, this era, to find the contributions of African-Americans other than cooks and porters and nurses and things like that, blacksmith. They did fight. They were allowed to fight, especially uh, for the Union. And uh, it was a big part of why uh, the North beat the South in the Civil War. Okay, so if you've got any questions or feedback about this topic, don't hesitate to let us know here at Talk Back. We welcome all, uh, whether you agree or disagree. It's okay. We, uh, that we can agree to disagree and bring your facts. And we, I'd be happy to to listen to them. Absolutely. Well, my time is up 
and it's been good to be with you this evening. Memorial Day weekend is winding up. It's the last day of the holiday. Back to work on tomorrow. Talk back a bee with you again next weekend with another great show. Thank you for listening. Until next time, America. <laughs>